Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of Premier Talk, the Premier Talk podcast. This is episode eight. I'm one of your two hosts, as always, Andrew Mello, and alongside with me is Daniel Barbudo, Daniel B. We've got a good one in store for you guys today. We're going to call this one the Premier League All-Star Game, question mark. We're going to talk about it. We're going to debate it, see if it's a possibility. Daniel, how's it going? I'm doing great, Andrew. How are you? Not too bad. You know, like I said last week, midterm season, a lot of tests, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on with school right now. We're staying busy, but uh, there's definitely lots of soccer to talk about, even though it's an international break right now. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about some recap games, uh, match day 29. So there's, there's a lot still to talk about. Mm-hmm. On that note, let's hop right into the to the starting lineup. To start off, to start us off, we got match day twenty nine recap. Oh, Canada soccer recap. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna talk about Premier League All Star game, and then we're doing a segment we like to call "Guess the Nationality," where I guess the nationality of various Premier League players. Super excited. Good one for you guys today. Uh, let's start us off here with our match day twenty nine recap. There wasn't a lot of games because, like we said, it was international break. It was just making up some games here and there over, over the, the last 29 match days. So starting us off, Friday, March 19th, we got Fulham versus Leeds. Leeds came out on top in this one, 2-1. We got Bamford scoring in the 29th minute. Then we got the center back, Joachim Anderson for Fulham. He scored in the 38th minute. And then Rafinha, he scored the decider for Leeds in the 58th minute. Andrew, overall, I think this is a great win for Leeds. What do you feel? Massive win for Leeds, regardless of the scoreline. 2 one's not the biggest of scorelines, but nonetheless, uh, it's a win for Leeds. A massive one. Um, Fulham would have liked to squeeze a, a point away mm-hmm. against uh, uh, home against Leeds, but uh, unfortunately for them, Leeds got the better of them. And uh, Rafinha, he's been an electric player since he's come in. He's done a mm-hmm. fine job. Mm-hmm. We're going to the next game here, Saturday, March 20th. We got Brennan versus Newcastle. Um, Brennan came out this one and absolutely destroyed Newcastle. It was a great scoreline for them. We got Trossard. He scored in the in the 45th minute, 45th plus three in uh, injury time. And then Danny Wabek scored in the 51st minute. And then Neil Mape scored in the 68th minute. Overall, I don't think there's much to say, say in this one. Brighton came out, had a great game plan, executed perfectly, and came out with the 3-0 three, three win. This was a shocking result for me, the scoreline. You know, this game, flip a coin, any team could win it, really. I think mm-hmm. they're quite evenly matched. But it was kind of surprising that Brighton did it in the fashion that they did, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Trossard is such a sleeper. Um, the Belgian international recently got a call up too, as well. Um, mm-hmm. But he's been he's been a, probably their best player going uh, forward up front. He's very technical, much more technical than that of Neil Malpe. Neil Malpe more of a hold up guy, uh, less technical. But I really like Trossard and what he brings to that team up front for sure. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think uh, he deserves the credit, and him getting called up to the national team is exactly what he deserves. We're going to move on to Sunday, March 21st here. We got, this was probably the game of the match day, although there was only three games. This game was huge. We got West Ham versus Arsenal in a 3-3 draw. Um, starting us off in the game, we got Jesse Lingard, you know, continuing his great form. He scored in the 15th minute to make it 1-0 for West Ham. Bowen, James Bowen scored two minutes later in the 17th minute. And then Thomas Suchek scored in the 32nd minute to, to start West Ham off leading this game 3-0. 32 minutes in there, up 3-0. Arsenal battled back in this one. Eight, uh, six minutes after Suchek's goal, he scored an own goal in the 38th minute. Then another own goal came from Chris Dawson in the 61st. And then Lacazette equalized in the 82nd minute. 
it was absolutely scenes all across. I know all the Arsenal fans were going nuts. They felt that they deserved to win this one. But then again, you look at it, they scored two, uh, West Ham scored two own goals. Um, but overall, it shows something that we haven't seen from Arsenal in a while, which is battling back and actually tying a game where they look like completely out of it. Daniel, for me, three words, not good enough. That's literally not good enough from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And to, to battle back is one thing, but uh, you got a little bit of help from West Ham center uh, half, uh, Chris Dawson. And you also got help from their uh, midfielder, Suchek, who scored two goals in this day, one in his own net, one in the opposing net. So, um, you know, give credit to, to Arsenal in terms of uh, being hungry to fight back because many teams would have given up. But they got a little bit lucky on this day, and uh, it's, it's not good enough for Arsenal to go down 3-0 that early on uh, in that fashion. Uh, just pathetic. And um, if, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'd be dreaded that you get a point uh, uh, because you, you'd want to win a game like this against a team that's been performing and you want to prove, you know, it's a derby as well. It's, it's a London team. So it's quite embarrassing to go down three nil and they're, they're so, so lucky to get back in that game and tie three, three. So lucky. Yeah. The own goals definitely helped. I know, obviously you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good, but you know what? They battled back. I got to give it to them there. I know, obviously you feel like if you're Arsenal, you should be beating a team like West Ham, but West Ham has been performing this year. They've been great this year. So, you know what? I think both of them, I think for, if you're looking at it, West Ham would kind of probably hit it a little bit more that they dropped two points in this one, especially being up 3-0, which is just brutal to to, to come back and, and drop two points from. But uh, if you're Arsenal, I, I don't think you mind the one point, especially coming back down from a 3-0 uh, deficit. We're going to move on to match day 18 here. Match day, This is match day 18 makeup game. There was one game that was skipped on match day 18. It was Aston Villa versus Tottenham. Tottenham won this one 2 0. Pretty convincing, if you ask me. You got Carlos Vinicius. He scored in the 29th minute. I don't know if this is the first time he's gone on the game sheet, but good for him because I know he was ranked pretty highly coming into this Tottenham team from uh, Andrews Benfica. And then we got he, Harry Kane. He converted from the penalty spot in the 68th minute to seal the win. And, uh, Exactly what you want from Tottenham. Uh, zero goals against, nice 2-0 win. And uh, what else can you ask for? Yeah, Vinny uh, from Befica Loney, his release clause is currently sitting at 45 mil. I've been reading a lot of Portuguese news lately in terms of uh, his transfer situation, and it doesn't look like what it, it, it doesn't appear that Tottenham wants to sign in for that clause of 45 million. Um, and from a Befica fan perspective, we've been really needing a striker of his of his uh, stature one that can hold the ball up one that is clinical in front of goal one that brings a little bit of um, confidence up front because we've been lacking that in our front line although Hedis Fedovic has been doing better of late uh, he scored it for the national side this week as well but a guy like Vinny coming back to Befica would be awesome because I was shocked to see him go in the first place on loan um, and, and for Tottenham it's just really hard for him to get those consistent minutes because Harry Kane is there right mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a little bit of a tough situation he's been able to score in the Europa League for them which has been nice and get some minutes in the Europa League uh, but they uh, crashed out of that and uh, that was an absolute joke of a game for them to lose 3-0 against Zagreb uh, they lost an extra time there that was a joke um, we were, I was just saying how I thought Tottenham would be able to win the Europa League but uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, I can't really bet on them anymore knowing that and seeing the result and the, the, the way the team shaped up and uh, that team's just in shambles. Mm-hmm. Terrible yeah. team. Terrible team. Yeah. I, we're going to discuss more about the Champions League, uh, the draw and the Europa League draw next week because we got another week of international break. But yeah, just seeing Tottenham losing the fashion that they did to Dynamo Zagreb. Obviously, a man like Orsic coming in and he, he gets three goals now on a nice hat trick and he played fantastic in that one. He's the reason why they won that game. Uh, 
again, got to give credit to him, but this Tottenham team has just been shocking over the, the last, I'm going to say last two months. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, it's a terrible stretch. Terrible. Yeah, stretch it has been, been a good stretch for them. So coming out and beating Aston Villa 2-0, um, you got to love it from a Tottenham fan perspective. We're going to move on here to what Andrew called O Canada. We got, we're going to discuss a little, a little bit of Canada soccer. Andrew's wearing his Canada kit. He loves it. Um, I don't keep up with uh, Canadian soccer as much as Andrew does. So I'm going to pass the mic on to him for this one. Um, he's just going to discuss a little bit. They're, they're going through CONCACAF qualifiers right now, Olympic qualifiers at the same time. So I'm going to toss to Andrew. He's going to discuss a little bit about Canada soccer. Yeah, so this is a Premier League podcast, but I felt like it was really important to talk about Canadian soccer because there's something to be excited about. There's a buzz going on with Canadian soccer right now. And obviously, we're from Canada, born and raised here. So, uh, you know, I like to keep an eye on Canadian soccer as much as I try to keep an eye on Portuguese soccer. So uh, there's a doubleheader yesterday on the uh, 25th of March. I believe it's 25th, yes. And um, to start that off, it was the men's team in action. Uh, They were playing down in Orlando at Orlando's home uh, home stadium. And they're playing Bermuda in CONCACAF qualifiers. Uh, this is like a preliminary group to then go play like the bigger countries like Jamaica, the States, Mexico, those teams. And then after then they, they could qualify for uh, the World Cup in 2022 in Qatar. Um, this is a huge like start for them. They won this game 5-1 against Bermuda, rightfully so, because Bermuda is heavily inferior. Uh, Davies, he was incredible. And, you know, looking at the competition he was playing against, it was really easy for him to just jet by uh, down the wing. And he... Mm-hmm. he he literally spoon-fed goals to uh, Kyle Lahren. And he, Cavallini even balled the terrible one. He missed like an, an empty net sweaty goal. Um, but Alfonso Davies, it shows you how exciting Can is going for. There's a lot of young talent like him. Jonathan David's another one. He didn't get called. I don't know what the situation was there. I don't know if France allowed him to come over with the France Federation. But there's a lot of, there's a young plethora of talent with this, with this squad. And they really came out and showed uh, Bermuda, who was boss. And another notable, notable uh, uh, stat from this was that Kyle Arn got on the score sheet three times. The Besticus man, formerly of Orlando City, played he's from Canada. Um, just a tr- tremendous uh, showing from him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I want to talk about Theo Corbianu. Uh, he's an 18-year-old striker uh, from the Wolf system. He, he used to be at TFC. He went over to Wolves. Uh, he's playing for the development side, the, the U23s, and he's been tearing it up there. And he's even been uh, called up for the first team. He's been staying on the bench. Hasn't made his debut yet, but I'm, I'm anticipating he will very shortly because uh, he's a talent uh, that Canadian fans should be really excited about moving forward. So they won that 5-1. And then I watched the, the second game of the doubleheader. This was the U23s, and they're playing down in Mexico. They're playing their final group stage match against Honduras. Winner of this game would play the States in the semis, opposed to the loser of this game coming in second in the group would then play Mexico, which is uh, uh, the best team by far in this tournament. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to catch them. And the two winners of the semifinals advance on Sunday, uh, they go to the Olympics. So regardless, if you lose in the final, you still make it. Whoever is a finalist in the tournament makes it. Mm -hmm. And I was watching Canada and they, they were, Playing a Honduras side that, that appeared to be better. I think Honduras is the better team uh, in, in this match. And Honduras, did, I think, did deserve to win. Uh, but Canada scored first. It was Derek Cornelius, the young center half. He's the leader, the skipper for the team as well. Plays for the Whitecaps. Uh, he's from originally from uh, Ajax, Ontario. Great player. I think he's been their leader, the best player by far in this team. I scored a thumping header off of a Metcalf cross. And then Honduras, it was it was kind of Pantamist, the goalie for for kind of came out and he made a bad error and they were able to uh, score an empty net header really uh, just moments later and the game finished 1-1 but one thing I want to take away from this game is 
there, there was no creativity from Canada in the midfield. And, and I'm watching this so closely because a friend of a friend, uh, a friend of a friend uh, is, got selected for the team, Lucas Diaz. He's a super talent. He's only 18 years old, plays for Sporting Portugal U23s. Uh, um, and he, he moved over there at a very young age from here after being, uh, being scouted from here. And uh, I feel like players like that need to be given the opportunity because every time he's come on as a substitute, He's made an immediate impact. He's been able to call for the ball uh, and, and find himself in the right positions to, to in, order, in order to transition forward and quickly start uh, attacking opportunities. And I feel like a player of like that shouldn't be sitting on the bench. I feel like he should be playing. And I feel like uh, if he is, there could be some real danger going forward for this Canadian uh, national team because they got guys like uh, Tejan Buchanan. Uh, from the New England Revolution, who are uh, who is a player of great velocity, he's very good going forward. Um, and uh, when he's in front of goal, he could be a real danger. He scored two goals in the opener against El Salvador. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about Canada. Super excited for this team, uh, and I really hope that uh, both teams, the men and the U23s, can uh, have success. And who knows, maybe the U23s, if Derek Cornelius got a knock in that game too, hopefully he's healthy for that uh, semifinal against Mexico. Who knows what can happen? I'm super excited and uh, it'd be awesome to see both teams uh, progress and do well. And uh, it'd be good to see Ken on the international stage for mm-hmm. once. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I know I haven't watched a lot of this. One point I do want to touch on, on top of what you said, we'd love to see Canada um, progress to an international, like a big stage. Obviously, if you look at the World Cup, they haven't been in a World Cup in, I think the, I don't know, I don't even know how long they haven't been in a World Cup in. They're going to be in the 2026 World Cup that is taking place uh, in Canada, U.S., and Mexico because they automatically get qualified into that because we're the host know, I don't know. If, I don't know if Canada is getting there. They, were not, they weren't sure. They said Canada might have to qualify, which I didn't understand. It was Mexico really? and the States for sure. Yeah, I was reading up on it, but uh, I think they might give Canada the nod as well. So okay, I haven't so ho- decided hopefully, yet. Hopefully they do. Um, so there's that. And then another point I want to touch on, Alfonso Davies. I think he's one of the best left backs in the world. Obviously, he competes with you got Andy Robertson in that. You got um, who else? You got uh, Theo Hernandez from from AC Milan. Mendy's good too, as well from yeah, Real Madrid. From Real Madrid. Um, but if you look at, he's being compared to these players, uh, Canadian international. It's fantastic if you're from a Canadian standpoint because you got a player that is young that you can hope for, and he he's already fantastic. And to see him go and strive for this Canadian national team could be something could be exactly what this Canadian team means. And, and Daniel, another notable name in this Canadian roster that they just were able to switch over from Portuguese uh, nationality uh, was Steven Ishtaki. He was born and raised in Windsor. Uh, he's been playing his football in Portugal for Chaves. Then he moved to Mexico, had an injury, didn't work out for him. Now he's back in Portugal again, playing for Pastures de Ferreira. And they're doing a tremendous campaign and he's a big role. And he's been even linked to uh, a switch over to Porto for only 3.5 million, which is a bargain, I think, for him. So th- there's these players coming to this team that they've been able to bring over and uh, have commit to Canada. And it's th- there's something with this program that's truly exciting. There's still a lot of, de- lot of uh, development that needs to occur, but there's definitely some pieces here that are excited, uh, something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Thank you, Andrew, for talking about Canada soccer. Um, we're going to move on to a little thing we asked on our, on our Instagram stories. For those of you that are following our, our Instagram page, you guys would know. We were looking into... Um, a Premier League All-Star game. This would be, I think, I know we we asked you guys, so I'm going to get touch on your feedback first. Basically, the question we asked was, should the Premier League have an All-Star game at the end of the season? There is a couple leagues uh, across the world that do do it. Um, we got a lot of feedback for you guys, from you guys on our Instagram, so thank you for that. 
our general consensus was that it would be really good. Um, you'd have tw- probably more than 22 guys. You'd have two star- two teams, uh, probably of what, 16, 18, 18, I would say. And they would go head to head against each other. Um, there was even mention uh, on their Instagram page about a skills competition. Um, even a little bit of banter from a couple of Chelsea fans saying that it would just be Chelsea's first and second squad. We're going to just include that because why not? Um, but Andrew, how do you feel about it? I know I think I would like it, but I, w- I want to get your uh, your opinion on it first. Um, th- this is something that hasn't been in talks for the Premier League. We just wanted to talk about it. We thought it'd be cool. Um, I'm for it because th- th- there's numerous reasons. You could either do it two ways. You can have two teams from the Premier League play play against each other and do an all-star game like that, similar to the uh, to the NBA. Or mm-hmm. you can have the best players, the best roster um, in the Premier League play against like a La Liga team or like a Bundesliga mm-hmm. all-star team. That would be pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. And that would just, that would be a spectacle to draw in viewers, obviously. But I think this formatting where you're bringing the best players forward can generate a lot of new revenue for the, for the Premier League. And if the Premier League was to go and do an all-star game, why wouldn't a North American audience want to tune into that? Some they're so uh, familiarized with it in terms of like seeing it in hockey and, and basketball, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be a great opportunity for the Premier League to expand their their borders and really attract new audiences. So I'm for it in that sense. And I think it's just something cool, you know. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be awesome to see, I don't know, half of like Manchester City's team play against the other half of Manchester, uh, Manchester <laughs> City's team? You know, like, wouldn't it be cool to see like a De Bruyne go up against, I don't know, a Gundogan or, uh, you know, uh, Ruben Diaz has to defend Sterling. Like, that'd be something cool for me to see. And mm-hmm. uh, I think there'd be a lot of interesting storylines for sure. And if you were to do it with multiple leagues, like the Bundesliga and, uh, and La Liga or CDI, like I mentioned, um, it'd be it'd be it'd be pretty cool. It'd be very cool to see. Yeah, I'm going to completely agree with you. I think that it would be great to see. Um, I'm more for the NBA, the way that the NBA does it, where they choose two teams from from the NBA and then they go up against each other. So in this case, it would be two teams, two teams of 18 from the Premier League. You choose the two best coaches of the year. They also get put into the put into the, these two teams. And then they, they go at it. You, maybe if it's one game, maybe it's tournament style. They have three games. Um, best, whoever, takes the, whoever takes two of the three games wins. Um, I feel like it would generate a lot of revenue from for the Premier League, I think that they would have a lot of viewership because there's people all over the world. New viewership too, for sure. Yeah, people all over the world that would love to see this happen. Um, you're seeing basically the best 36 players in the in the, the the league playing against each other. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. I would love to see it. And uh, I think it would be a great idea for the Premier League. And why not, like you mentioned, like a skills competition? That'd be awesome. Like, wouldn't you want to see an Andy Carroll go up against a Peter Crouch and then header competition? That'd be awesome. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can do skills see, competitions. You skills can do penalties. You yeah. can do do anything. You can do goalies. There can there can be free kick so free much... kick uh, competition would be awesome yeah, too. There were, there could be so much uh, different little skill little competitions that they have. Um, I think it would be great personally. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see it. We're going to move on to our final segment here. This is a new one. Um, it's a little quiz for that. I'm, I'm going to quiz Andrew. It's called Guess the Nationality. Um, I'm going to be picking 10 players uh, that play in the Premier League currently. And uh, Andrew needs to guess the nationality they are from. It's not going to be easy. I'll tell you that. I know Andrew, he says he is absolutely amazing with nationalities. And I believe him because there's been some times i'm like daniel it's it's all the career mode i've played i'm not even gonna lie like fifa 20 fifa 21 fifa 19 take it all the way back to like fifa like 14 like i've been playing career mode forever so i know all the guys you know like i'm pretty good yeah some of these nationalities like i I, this is it's it's a good it's a good quiz we're just gonna just gonna say that say that 
So, Andrew. Uh, so, what's the cutoff for me to win? Like, I have to get more than seven or like... I'm going to say seven for you to win. Okay, fair enough. We're going to do all 10. So, even if, let's say, mathematically, you can't get all seven, we're going right. to do all 10 anyways. But for you to win, I, I say you got to get... Should be seven. Yeah, seven and above. So, you can you can miss out on four. Okay, fair. Okay. Fair enough. Um, first one. This is, this is player number one. I think this is this might be a little bit easy for you. Said Ben Rama. Where is he from? Saeed Ben Rama? Yeah, Saeed. Okay, I said Saeed. He plays his football for West Ham, formerly of Brentford. This is too easy. Algeria. Easy. Okay, there we go. Easy, easy. You know what? We got to start off a little bit easy in the first one. We're going to move to our second player. We got Matthew Ryan. Where is Matthew Ryan from? Matthew Ryan, the goalkeeper for he's Arsenal now, right? Yes. He is from down under my he's Australian. He's Australian. <laughs> that is correct. You are two for two. Um, moving on to the third player. Okay, they, I, I didn't think you would get whatever. It's okay. We're you starting off easy. Um, third player, Christian Fuchs. Where is Christian, Christian Fuchs? Fuchs. From? He played a huge part in Leicester's, you know, campaign. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2016 when they won um the Premier League. He was a big part. He played fullback. Um, this is another easy one, Daniel. <laughs> My man's is Austrian. Fuchs is Austrian, oh, man. Geez. This is so easy, Daniel. <laughs> okay, okay. We're moving on to a, a little bit harder, a little bit harder. We're going to go fourth player. You're three for three currently. Arthur Masuaku. Where is Arthur Ma- Masuaku from? He's another fullback. Another fullback. Plays for West Ham. Mm-hmm. He's kind of nasty in FIFA, not going to lie. I used him when I had a little starter prem team. This is another easy one, Daniel. No way, this is easy. He's from the Congo. Do you want to describe <laughs> the flag? He's from the Congo. How did you get that one? Flash in the middle. It's a nice flag. Yeah, I love it. It is a nice flag, actually. Yeah, um, Congo. We're gonna move on to another mainstream player here. This, this is this is a bigger player. You'll definitely know the player. Um, but his nationality, you know, I never, I was never able to guess his nationality. It's always a weird one for me. Nabi Keita. Nabi Keita. Easy, bro. I'm gonna talk a little bit about a player because he's a great player, and you know, he came over from from Leipzig, and he, he I was anticipating him to be a nasty player. He's been a, he's been amazing, um, but he's kind of tapered off since he's come here. His, his buzz has died down. His stock has definitely gone down. But Daniel, to answer your question, he's from Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You're what are you? You are five for five right now. Oh gosh, I'm awesome at this, man. I, I FIFA, man. I, I made this. I made this too easy. I made it too easy. This next one was an easy one. I thought you weren't gonna get a couple in a row there, so I decided to put it, throw a little easy one in here, and I think he deserves to be put in here for how well he's been playing. Kalechi Iannaccio. Oh my gosh, Daniel. Daniel, let me talk about him first a little bit again <laughs> because I think he's really revitalized his career with Leicester in this last you know, three or four months because he's been getting into that team. He's been able to hold up the play for Leicester. He's really complimented Jamie Vardy well, and he's got the legs to compliment Jamie Vardy. He's able to keep up with him there and hold up the play. Um, but in Hinacho, the former Manchester City man, is from Nigeria. He's Nigerian. You're doing way better at this than I thought you would. You're six for six. You literally got to get one more to win, which I do believe you'll get one of these. Um, we're going to move on to our seventh player here. We got Sander Burge. I'm going to give you the team he plays for because this is like a little bit unknown. Sander Burge, he's from Sheffield United. 
No, I know exactly who he is. He's a holding midfielder. He's quite tall, actually. Uh, he plays for. He plays with guys like Haaland, you know, Hodge. He plays with. Um, no what country is that again? Oh, it's Norway. So yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're seven for seven. Okay, that, if we do this again, I am picking like literally the most unknown Premier League players of all time. He's actually, he's actually a good player. He's actually he came in from Belgium, I believe, and he's done a tremendous job. Even though you know Sheffield is not the best situation for him, he's done a tremendous job. Came in last year. Hopefully, they're able to retain his rights because he's he's a young young player. Um, he's going to be, he's going to help the future of Norway and their national team. Uh, but I want to see him elsewhere. I want to see him play on a, on a decent side. And I would mm-hmm. like to see him on Wolves. I would like to see him on Wolves. Wolves. Wow. Here we go. Sander Birch to Wolves. Can, you've said it here first on, uh, on March 26, 2001 on Premier Talk. 2001. 2001, 2021. Oh, boy, I wasn't even I'm born lost. yet. <laughs> Neither was I. Um, we got so there you go. You are seven for seven. We're going to the eighth player. Getting a little bit harder, but I feel like it's not good. I should not. I should just stop saying it's getting harder because it's just you're gonna get them anyways. We got Aaron Connolly. Aaron Connolly. Oh, I actually, I should know this one. Aaron Connolly. Do, do, do you want the team he plays? Yeah, can you give me the team at least? Yeah, he plays on Brighton and Hove Albion. Aaron He's been Connolly. there since 2019. Oh, this one's this one. I might trip up on here. Aaron Connolly. Mm-hmm. Can you give me his position? I actually don't know who he is. You don't know Aaron Connolly? No, I don't. Aaron Connolly. Oh my. This is bad. <laughs> Do you? Do you got it? No? No. My position? Don't. No. I I don't wanna I don't I feel like Just this is gonna position. give it away. Just say his position. Okay, he's a forward. A forward. Aaron Connolly. I know you plays for Brighton? Yes. I know like the Sully March, I know like Neil Malpe, I know Trossard. I believe he's a winger. He plays once in a while. Finally, his name sounds like he might be from one of the British Isles. Connolly. Connolly. I'm going to say he's from the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> he's Irish. Is he? There is no way you got that. I'm listening to his name. You got to be cheating. You're cheating. No, I swear. My hands are looking at my hands. Bro, like you said Connolly, and I'm like thinking... It sounds like it's from the British Isles, right? Maybe from Northern Ireland, or it's definitely not English. You wouldn't ask me if he was English. Republic of Ireland. <laughs> Republic of Ireland. There you go. Eight and eight. eight. I'm eight. too this... good at this, Daniel. I'm too good at this. Okay, I, I feel like these last two you're gonna get because I wasn't expecting. That you was get tough. This far. Though. That was actually that actually had to like that was a guess. Like that, that was, was a better one. Okay. That was a guess though. We got. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this guy's first name. <laughs> I'm just gonna say his last name because I'm gonna butcher it so badly. <laughs> okay, go for it. Go for it. Kuyate. Oh, there's so many Kuyates. Can you give me uh Cheku <laughs> he play for he plays for Palace, right? <laughs> he plays for Palace, yes. Chekui Konate. Chekui. I don't want to butcher that. I think I'm butchering it. I think he plays with a man that plays for Liverpool by the name of Sadio Mane. I believe he's Senegalese. You are correct. Let's go, Senegalese. You were nine Shout for Senegal. nine. Shout out, Senegal. Shout out, Senegal. Um, you are nine for nine. Moving on to the last player. This one's easy. I'm like, I, I'm starting looking now. I thought I'm going like a little bit difficult and then like giving it, throwing you a little bone and then a little bit difficult and then throwing you another bone. Shouldn't have, I got to stop throwing bones. We got as a 10th player, Fabian Schar. He's the center half. He is. Plays for Newcastle. He does. I know exactly where he's from. 
Um, I believe he used to play in the Bundesliga, if I'm not mistaken. He plays with the Befica man, Hedis Sofetovic, for none other than the Swiss national team. Fabian Schrei. <laughs> Let's go. I should have wagered something for this because I'm actually pretty good. I would not. <laughs> I can't believe you got 10 out of 10. It's that like I, my, I have like a photographic memory for like FIFA players. Like I'm, I'm not even like, I'm not even joking. Like I used to play Karimo like crazy. So like my memory's just off the charts. But anyways, that was, uh, that, I actually liked doing that. That, the, the guy that from was, that was great. Connolly was a tough one. I actually didn't know. I didn't remember him as a player. So yeah, I know you did really well in that. You went 10 for 10. And your congratulations. No that bonus was... one, eh? There's no bonus one. There is no bo- I can't give you a bonus. You already got 10 for 10. Why uh, you want 110%? Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, that was that was great. I didn't I didn't think you would do that well, to be completely honest with you. Um congratulations, because you're obviously way better at picking nationalities than I thought. Let me give myself a medal. I think I deserve a medal for that. <laughs> for those of you guys watching on YouTube, I know on the on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Andrew currently just left to go get himself a medal, and now he's back with what looks like to be a gold. Is it a gold medal? Bronze medal? It's bronze from Austin, but you know it, it'll work. It'll work. It'll okay, work. Guys, it's still a medal. This is the medal I received for uh, the guest the nationality quiz. Um, no one better than me. Um, you know, coach always said I could do it. Um, you know, and it's been lots of training. I put a lot of training in for this, and uh, it's all paid off. A lot of, so, a lot of FIFA, a lot of FIFA, a lot of, a lot of training, a lot of FIFA. So uh, yeah, it's it's paid off, and um, you know, we're gonna do it again. We're gonna run it back. We're gonna run it back. Mm-hmm. The next time got to be a lot more difficult because I thought it was. I I wouldn't have gotten half of them to be honest with you, um, but thank God I'm not the one doing the quiz. Okay, that wraps up the episode. If that wraps mm-hmm. up the episode. I just want to give another shout out to Team Canada. U twenty threes were ruined for you. Uh, I really want to see Lucas Diaz get in there. Uh, score for, uh, because it's the first time he's represented Canada, so I'm super excited to see if he can uh, get in there and score a goal for Canada. Uh, it's gonna be hard to go against L3, the Mexican side, and uh, get a result. But uh, we're rooting for you guys and tune in on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening, I believe. They're gonna they're gonna take on Mexico, so super exciting. If they win that, they advance to the to the uh, Tokyo Olympics. So super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a big game for Canada. We hope uh, that they win that one. And uh, thank you guys again for listening. Andrew's biting his medal currently. Um, we're going to be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as always, YouTube, wherever you guys want to listen, we're there. And uh, we appreciate guys more than you know. Appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time. Episode 9 coming up soon. Cheers. See you later.